Today's episode is brought to you by one of my favorite brands, Lust Minerals. In the last year, I've been switching over to natural products, but I've been using Lust for years. There is a few reasons why this brand is my holy grail for skincare and makeup. It's lightweight, not cakey, and full of superfoods. And you don't have to be a makeup artist to make it look good. So if you're a busy mum that's on the go, you need to check out Lust Minerals. Thanks again to Lust, and now let's get into the episode. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to Stepping Up, the podcast where we explore all things organisation, mental health, routines, personal development, motherhood and health. I'm your host, Steph Pace, and I'm the woman behind Just Another Mummy blog and also the founder of Steph Pace Planners. But I can assure you this is not just another podcast. Online, I'm known for my organisation tips and tricks and the occasional banter, but it definitely wasn't always this way. I used to be a hot mess and occasionally still am, and I'm here as your honest and real friend each week to show you how I turn my life of chaos into clarity. Between the house, health, kids, work, and wanting to be the best version of yourself, it can be overwhelming. And I'm here to give you the tools and tips to stop you feeling like a slave to your daily tasks, home, life, and especially the expectations you have on yourself. Join me as I share my journey and insights into the art of balancing it all and speak to guests who can help us all live a better life. Whether you're looking to streamline your daily routines, boost your well-being, achieve your fitness goals, dive into personal development, or find inspiration to step up into the best version of yourself, we've got you. So are you ready to step up your game? Let's go. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Stepping Up. I have a bit of a story time, a bit of a doozy that happened the last week. Um, so if you follow me on Instagram and all the socials, you would see that your girl finally went to her first festival. I've never been to a festival in my life and I finally got to go to one. When, when we were younger, you know, Ryan would go, but I always worked, you know, two jobs. So on the weekends I was always really busy. But yes, I was like, you know what? We need to do something fun. We need to do something that I haven't done before. And as I've said before in other podcasts that I've done, that, you know, as you get older, we kind of stop doing things just for fun. We do things that have a certain outcome. Like I said, to make more money, to get fitter, to have a cleaner house, all those things. But it's very rare that we do things just for fun anymore. So we went to, you know, Friday's Live, which is R&B from back in the day, my favorite music. I got dressed up. I was even wearing cowboy boots. It was very, very comfortable. Anyways, we went to the festival, had the best time. We even got up with some friends I haven't seen in years and it was just so much fun. Anyway, as we were walking back to the hotel, um, as I mentioned in last week's podcast, your girl always rolls her ankles and guess who rolled her ankle quite badly? Yes, me. <laughs> it was so painful. Like I can't even tell you. And last time I'd done this was 10 years ago and I tore ligaments and I ended up in a moon boot. So of course, you know, going out with a bang, I ended up fracturing my ankle and having ligament damage. So now your girl is sporting a moon boot and crutches <laughs> from cowboy boots to moon boots. And you know what? Look, I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't get frustrated with myself. I did. I was like, you idiot. Like, why did you do that? I'm just a very clumsy person and, you know, I can't drive now. And, you know, that's just going to put a spanner in the works for our fam. But I do like to think anyway, this is what I like to believe, that the universe is trying to make me slow down a little bit. So it's literally making me stop. <laughs> 
and just take a minute. So that's what's happening in my world. But besides the broken ankle situation, it was such a good time and I really, really needed it. I just needed to like have fun. You know, Ryan, I felt like we were bloody teenagers again. It was so, so good. I ended up ordering a few different outfits that I normally wouldn't wear because again, I want to like relive my teenage years, I guess. So I bought some dresses that I'm like, oh, this is like very, you know, you're 33, Steph, should you do this? But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to order the dresses. And let me tell you some of these dresses. Yeah, no, no. I did find a really nice outfit. It was like this, this sounds a bit full on, but like, it was like this sparkly top. It was like a mesh top. And then underneath was like a bikini kind of top. And then I wore shorts and the cowboy boots. Anyway, this other dress I ordered literally came and I thought it was a scarf. trying to put this thing on I felt like I was coming through the birth canal (laughs) it just was not happening but I did end up finding something in the end um and it was just so nice to get like dressed up and just I don't know just go a bit more out there than I normally would I felt like I was definitely very left field for me but I'm so glad I did it so it is going to be a few weeks to maybe a couple months in a moon boot and then a brace and then it's some physio so I went to the doctors and got a scan and literally the room, there's like a physio room and it was just full of, you know, older people who have like knee reconstructions. And then there's me who's just clumsy. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like what is wrong with me? Anyways, that's what's happening in the world of Steph Pace. <laughs> Moving on to my, I think I've been calling you guys my SUP fam. So like Stephing Up fam, but it sounds like SUP. So that's what you guys are now. You're my SUP fam. <laughs> But I have loved reading all your messages and a lot of you have been getting all your friends and your family onto the podcast too. And it just honestly, it just means the absolute world to me. And I just, I'm so, so bloody grateful for you all. Speaking of DMs, I have to say today's episode topic is one of the ones I get requested the most alongside, you know, health and organization. And I'm really passionate about today's subject. I feel like I say that about everything because honestly, everything I talk about on here just has such an impact on my life and I just feel like it's so, so important. But today's topic is mental health and the role of routines and it's a bit of an anxiety story time because let's be honest here, mental health right now is at an all-time low and I'm going to go into a few reasons why I personally think that is. Again, I'm not a scientist but there's just so many things going on in the world and how we're you know going about our everyday that really does affect our mental health and the reason I wanted to share all of this with you is because this is something that's not only helped me but it's helped Ryan, it's helped the girls and it's helped me time and time again. And I feel like it's something so easy to implement that so many of us overlook and it makes the biggest change. But before we get into that, this week's Stepping Stone, I have absolutely loved seeing you guys post and talk about your Stepping Stones and the number of you that have also messaged me from the other week about doing that annoying life admin task that you put off. And there was actually quite a few of you that also had to redirect your mail. So I'm glad we all did that together. I'm very proud to announce that I did do that. I think I did it the next day. But this week's Stepping Stone is a book recommendation. Now, You guys know I'm a book fiend. I absolutely love reading. And this book I'm about to talk about is something as a past Harry Potter lover, still love Harry Potter, but as a child, I absolutely adored it. I adored that fantasy world. But as an adult, I kind of stopped reading fantasy. I just thought it wasn't for me anymore. But this book, this is called The Fourth Wing, and I'm sure you've heard it somewhere. The second book has come out recently and I'm loving it. But I want you to imagine if Harry Potter and The Hunger Games had a baby but it was full of sexy scenes as well. So you've got your smut in there. So there's a lot of grumpy versus sunshine. There's enemies to lovers. It's in that academic setting and it is amazing. 
This is the perfect entryway book back into fantasy. And I'm so glad I've gone back into that world. They call it romanticy. So it's like fantasy with, you know, the sexiness in there. So please do give it a read. I promise you, you will not regret it. I've already gotten so many of you guys onto this book. And it's just these characters just live rent free in my head, honestly. And this, is, again, is about doing something that just makes you feel good, not doing something to get a certain outcome, like I mentioned before, like to make more money or get fitter. It's about doing something that just makes you feel good and just because it's fun. And it is a really good way for me personally to help me switch off at the end of each night. You know, I used to read a lot of personal development and business, but my brain was still ticking where this is just purely for enjoyment. So please do give it a read. I feel like one of the biggest questions I get asked online is, can you share more about your anxiety and you know your mental health and how I can help mine? Because let's be honest here, mental health right now is at an all-time low. And I'm going to go into a few reasons why I personally think that is. Again, I'm not a scientist, but there's just so many things going on in the world and how we're you know going about our everyday that really does affect our mental health. And the biggest thing about that is you know your routines and the role your routines in your daily life play into your mental health. Now, when I started to jot down ideas for this episode, I thought some people are going to read mental health and routines and be like, I don't really understand why they're matched up. You know, when you think of routines, you think of maybe your fitness routine or a morning routine or, you know, like cleaning the house, that type of thing. Like routines are more for your productivity. However, routines play such an important role in our mental health. Just think about it. There's a reason why our own kids need routine to feel safe and calm. We all know what it's like when your kid misses a nap. Shit hits the fan, literally. <laughs> and I'm speaking from experience here. And it's true because the way our brains are made is to favor routines. It makes us feel safe. It gives us that sense of knowing what's coming up. It's actually insane how much our lives revolve around routine. And again, I'm not just talking about a morning routine or a fitness routine. I'm talking about you get up in the morning, you make your bed a certain way, you go into the same drawers, you don't even think about it to grab whatever clothes you prefer. You make the same coffee every morning. You know how much milk you like, you know what type of coffee, you know where the mugs are, and you don't even think about it. Think about how many times you've gotten in the car to drive to work or wherever and you've gotten there and then you realize, oh, I don't even remember driving here. It's just like you're an autopilot. And that's because our brain is just so accustomed to being in a routine. It's accustomed to those micro decisions and micro habits that we don't even need to think about. You know, just like remember when you're learning how to drive a car and you felt like there was so many things to remember. I need to put the indicator on. I need to do my seatbelt. I need to shift gears. I need to push the clutch in. There's so many micro decisions when you're learning new things that your brain gets very overwhelmed. But once we've learned the things, we can get into the car and drive to work and not even realize like, oh, I put the indicator on six times. You don't even have to think about which corner to turn because it's so routine for you and your brain. Now, I'm going to go into it a bit later about why our brains favor routine and why this is so, so tied into our mental health. Now, a bit of a story time for me, for those who are new here. You know, in my first episode, I went a bit into my mental health and where it kind of started for me, which if you didn't listen to that episode, I do recommend going back and listening because it does give you a lot of insight into I guess how all the puzzle pieces came together for me and all the different lessons I've learned along the way. But when it comes to mental health, this is something I really feel like it's not a set and forget kind of thing. You can do routines and take supplements and do things that make you feel good for your mental health, but it's it's an ongoing, I don't want to say an ongoing battle, but it kind of is. 
And especially for someone like myself, I've always had anxiety. I don't remember a time where I didn't have anxiety. You know, I told you guys the story when I was in kindergarten and I was crying and I was freaking out because I didn't want to go to year six and how growing up I would just fixate on certain things and obsess over them because I was so anxious. I feel like every person on this planet has some degree of mental health issues, whether that is anxiety, depression. If you're someone like my husband, Ryan, he's very much a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. Hasn't got mental health problems, but there is times like recently, to be honest, now we've moved, he's feeling really out of sorts. He's not feeling himself. And that kind of really made me think about how much our brains just crave that routine and environments that feel familiar to us. So for someone like my husband who literally I thought he could just live anywhere. Now we're living in this new unit, his routine's out, and he's even telling me, like, it's really affecting his work. Like, he just doesn't feel right. And, it, yeah, it's kind of honestly prompted me to do this episode about how much our brains crave routine and what you can do in your own routines that are so ingrained in your brain that possibly aren't serving you, that aren't making you feel good. You know, for example, I've spoken about this before, but... A routine of mine was as soon as I would get too anxious from work and things like that, I would go home and drink a couple of glasses of wine. Now, look, that's fine. People can drink. That's sweet. But for me, I was struggling to even have a day off of drinking, you know, and that was a routine that wasn't serving me because that in turn would make my anxiety turn to shit, which is a whole other episode about alcohol, but it wasn't serving me. And it is hard to break out of bad habits, but I feel like I really want this episode for you guys to make you reflect on your own routines and your own mental health and be like, okay, what do I need to do to feel good? And look, we're human. Humans are not meant to feel good all the time. It's not possible. But if you're someone struggling really badly with mental health right now, it's hard to get up in the morning. It really is. And you just like, it's so hard to get through every single day. And I do really, really sympathize because as you guys know, I've been there. Anxiety, depression, having my own issues with the symptoms of my ADHD, which I've only just started tackling recently because I was getting so frustrated with myself. Mental health issues do not discriminate. You could see the most successful person on the planet and usually they're the ones that have the biggest mental health issues because of the pressure and how fast paced their lifestyle is. So circling back, a little bit of background into my mental health journey without going into it too much is, yeah, as you know, I had it since I was little. Throughout high school, I got quite a lot of depression as well. My childhood and upbringing was a little bit chaotic. There was a lot of trauma there as well. So that kind of came along with it. And I went to the therapy, I went to counselling, and I just never felt like anything really set in for me. I would just do the things. And fast forward, as you guys know, I ate really badly. I was binge drinking, I was eating noodle box for breakfast, and then that really contributed to that bad mental health that I had. And then fast forward to my 20s, and I had been having discussions with my doctor. And I think this is, I'm going to quickly touch on this, because having the right doctor on your side when you have mental health issues is such a big thing. I've spoken to so many people. I know my own cousin, she went to see a doctor about her mental health and she really shut her down. And it's such an issue. You know, you're going to a professional and if they're shutting you down and your feelings and how your mental health is going and making you feel like you're being silly, that will turn people off from going to the doctors ever again and then possibly ever dealing with their mental health. It is so important. And I'm not saying medication is the way. You know, when you're having mental health issues, you need to be able to go to your doctor and get a mental health plan in check. I remember she said to me, like my cousin, when she went, she had told the doctor, you know, I'm feeling really anxious, like I can't sleep, blah, blah, blah. And then the doctor literally just said, are you having a fight with your boyfriend? And I'm like, are you serious, mate? <laughs> it's just like, 
I feel like society's come such a long way with that. And even people I've met before, they didn't really understand anxiety and things like that. And now that they've gotten older and they've actually experienced it themselves, now they're like, oh, shit. You know, a great example of this is my dad. God bless him. But, you know, growing up, he never understood. He just didn't really get why I would get into these panic attacks and these anxious states. He just didn't get it. And then I think it was the year before he got sick with cancer. And I do feel like, I don't know if he's body just knew it was coming or something but he had really bad anxiety and I've never seen him like that and I remember he apologized he's like I'm so sorry for not taking that seriously because he was really bad I remember he ended up getting like really fixated on money and he was really concerned about my mum and himself not having any money when they were you know they were comfortable but he just fixated on it and those who have anxiety would understand this fixation you get and I'm going to go into some more about support and how to talk to people about your anxiety and things like that Anyways, sorry, back to what I was saying. So I ended up starting my anxiety medication, I think it was over a decade ago. I had tried everything back then and this for me personally was the right decision. I never felt like it fully helped, but I do felt like it just brought me back to a kind of a ground zero so I could actually get out of bed in the morning because for me, my anxiety is that bad. Like I struggle to get out of bed in the morning. You know what I mean? Unless I'm doing the things I want to get into. Now, I'm not saying this is going to help you and I'm not saying you need to go out and get medication. You need to go out and do these things I'm about to say. This is just what's helped me personally and everyone's going to be so, so different. It's all about trial and error. But I just really want this episode to make you sit down, even get out a piece of paper and a pen and actually start thinking about what routines and things are you doing in your life that are making it either A, better or B, worse. Now, we all remember episode two, I talked about how our environment around us affects our mental health. I did that exercise and I made you close your eyes, picture yourself getting up in the morning and you have to do a task, but your house is a shit show and how that really affects your mental state. Because obviously, as we know, when there's clutter and things around us and the house is a mess, that again is adding on tons of micro tasks and micro decisions onto your plate, which adds to your mental load. So it's not going to make you feel good, basically. And this also obviously ties in to routines and things like that. And before you ask, yes, I have studies. I have the receipts (laughs) to help prove how important routines and mental health are and how they literally are married to each other. A study published in the journal Emotion in 2014 found that individuals with a consistent daily routine experience lower levels of anxiety compared to those with more irregular schedules. Now, there's a number of reasons why this is, and that is because our brains like routine because they can anticipate what is going to happen. And to prove this point, I have a little exercise. Now, I want you to imagine you're about to go to, say, an event or a party, but you are going to a venue that you've never, ever been before, and you're going to be surrounded by people you have never met. Now, I can imagine even the most confident of people would feel slightly anxious in this situation. And that is because it's the unknown. Your brain can't anticipate what is going to happen. So it freaks out. (laughs) Now, I want you to imagine you're going to a party to a venue that you've been to a million times before. Your friends and family are going. I can imagine that you're feeling pretty chill about it, depending on obviously the day you're having. But you can imagine how different your brain is experiencing those situations when essentially it's the same thing. They're both parties. But yet, because one's unfamiliar and one is familiar, you're going to experience it very, very differently. And that's because our brains and as humans, we like to feel secure and in control. I know for me personally, when I don't feel in control, I do get very, very anxious and I panic. 
And that's because I can't anticipate what's going to happen next. And I think that comes back to us as primal beings. You know, back when we were cavemen, we always had to assess risks. And it's so similar to this because if you can't anticipate what's going to happen back then, you'd probably die. (laughs) Obviously, it's very different these days, but that's where it comes back to. We always have those primal instincts, even though there's no threat. And tying back into what I was saying earlier, there's actually a neuroscientist called Gerald Roth. And he's really big on routines and mental health. And he says that over 80% of our actions take place automatically without us even having to think about it. Our brains strive to turn everything into a routine because thinking is time consuming. And it's true. We know this. Like when you're trying to anticipate going into that party, into a bunch of randoms, that is very time consuming for our brain. And he says routines help our brains conserve energy and minimize risks. This makes sense from a neurobiological perspective, and it's even essential for survival, but it can also have adverse effects on us. For example, when we develop a bad habit. It really is a double-edged sword. You know, you can get into a good routine and it helps you thrive or you get stuck into a bad habit, like I said earlier, and you just don't know how to budget. We really need to think back to when we were all put in lockdown and we saw the world's mental health go to an all-time low. And that was because we were all completely thrown out of our routines. Now, I remember a lot of us remember that time. It's actually crazy. I was saying this to Ron the other day. I still can't believe that we're in lockdown for essentially two years. But we did see at that time that the world's mental health was at an all-time low. And studies even show that was because we were all thrown out of our routines. Obviously, we were stuck inside, which does not help either. But a huge part of that was routine. And that's just like proof to show how important that is. Now we're past all the science and studies, I want to get into some examples of routines that have personally helped me. If you do have a pen and paper, definitely get them out so you can start to take some notes and you can start to create your own routine that is going to help you. Now for me personally, you know, I'm a big advocate for morning routines. We know this, I did an episode before, but I actually realized the other day I didn't have a morning routine, like a proper morning routine until I had postnatal depression. So after Harper, my first daughter, I had really, really bad postnatal depression. I, it was horrible. And for me, becoming a new mum and losing sleep and all those types of things have a massive impact on our health and our mental health. But having like such a deep postnatal depression, it really, really messed me up. And I remember one morning, I'd been up all night feeding Harper. I'm still feeling like shit, like I'm really, really down, really, really anxious, more than I had ever felt in my life. And I just knew I had to do something different. So I decided that just to make me feel a little bit better, a little bit more alive, I started trying out a new morning routine. So what I would do was once I woke up and fed Harper, I would decide to have a coldish shower, not like a fully cold shower, but because, you know, sleep deprivation is very real and it kicks you on your ass. I've read a lot about having colder showers just to wake me up. So I would jump in the shower, wear clothes that would make me feel good. I was never wearing jeans or anything like that, but it was just like some nice comfy pants and a nice top instead of spending my whole day pretty much nearly in my pajamas with a newborn just to make me feel like nighttime's finished, the day has started. I would even put on a little bit of makeup just to make me feel a bit more human as well. I'd brush my hair out of its bloody messy mum bun on the top of my head because that's the biggest thing too, like going on a tangent. But when you have a baby, you've got no sleep, you're covered in milk and vomit and all the things. You're just stuck in this like the, the trenches of newborn days is what I call it. And the thing is too, like your body doesn't even feel like yours once you've had a baby. Well, that's how I felt personally. So being able to do these little habits in the morning, like having a shower, putting on my makeup, putting on something that made me feel good, it really changed the tone for my whole day. 
Today's episode is sponsored by Lust Minerals. If you've ever seen me do a day in the life video, you know that Lust Minerals are my holy grail for skincare and makeup. And one of my all-time favorite products has to be their best-selling Pro Finish Liquid Foundation. Designed for all skin types and packed full of superfoods, this product feels incredibly lightweight while giving my skin that full coverage look. Very excitingly, Lust Minerals have offered a discount code of $20 off when you use the code STEFFINGUP20. This means that already affordable products such as the Pro Finish Liquid Foundation at $62 goes down to just $42. Great value if you ask me. Head to the show notes to find the link and make the switch to Lust Minerals. You won't be disappointed. The other thing I would do also was I would open up all the windows and blinds in every single room in the house. And back then we lived in a tiny unit, probably it's probably a bit smaller than the one we're in now. Growing up, our house was very dark. My parents didn't really like have the blinds open. It was always, you know, it was just like, it just didn't make me feel nice. It wasn't a homely feel. And it's probably something I need to work on. But even now I have to have lots of light coming in the house and it really does shift your mood. And the other thing I did also was I'd also play music really upbeat, fun music. And it just made me feel so much better. And of course, my morning routine, as I've said, has changed over the years. And it also depends on the season that you're in. But having those things in the morning that just make you feel good. And I've also started doing this thing too. I actually started this last year and I shared it on Instagram and a lot of you guys started doing it too. But I felt like because I run my own business, I would just go to the warehouse just wearing my gym clothes. I'd go to the gym in the morning, go straight to work. And it never really made me feel motivated or in that zone. So I started doing this thing where I had a rule where I had to wear work clothes to work. So it might be a nice pair of jeans, it might be a nice top, maybe a blazer. And it really helped me get into that like CEO role. So if you're someone, even if you work from home, again, get changed. So then your brain will switch into another mode. And I know like lots of people hate wearing shoes inside. But for me, when I get home from work and I still have some more work to do, if I take my shoes off, my brain's telling me it's relaxed time. So I keep my shoes on until I'm finished work and then I take my shoes off. I swear there is science to it, but it honestly, it does tell my brain that we're still going. As soon as the shoes are off, I'm done for the day. I'm sloth mode. And as I said, to be completely honest, since we moved into this unit, my morning routine went to shit and so did my mental health. And that's something, as you guys know, I'm really focusing on again. I'm really trying to get back into it because for me, those are the things that never slip. But I do feel like moving house is quite a big stress. And also, you know, I was launching this podcast and all the things, but doing my little things like journaling in the morning and quick meditation and just like getting up for the kids, it really does set me up for the day. And it makes me feel so much more positive for the day ahead. Now, an example of a PM routine for me that really, really helps is making sure I'm physically setting the boundary between my phone and I, and this is going to go into tech boundaries in a minute, but I really love when I get home and I've finished work, I like to physically put my phone in a drawer. And I want you to give it a go at home because once you've popped it in that drawer, it honestly feels like a weight's been lifted and you've got that physical barrier between, you know, the outside world and all the things you have to do and yourself. So that's the first thing that really helps me. The second thing is doing hobbies at night that have nothing to do with the outcome. So I feel like as adults, when we do any tasks, It always has to have an outcome of maybe making more money, having a cleaner house, just doing things because it gives us a better outcome. But we stop doing things that make us just feel good, like painting, reading, like reading books that are just fiction, that type of thing. So I really tapped back into that when dad and nan passed away because as you could imagine, I was at an all-time low and I really needed something that just didn't have any point to it except that it just made me feel good and it was fun. And that just really helps my brain switch off from the day. 
You can also do things like lighting candles. I love when I've cleaned up, done my PM tidy in the kitchen, in the lounge room. I love to light a candle and play some music. And that's like while we're having dinner and it really helps wind the whole family down. And again, if I've been lying in bed and I've just got too many thoughts on my mind, I love to do my PM purge, which if you missed it, it's basically I grab a piece of paper or use my journal and I've literally brain dump anything I'm worried about onto paper. And then I know my brain can physically just put that away. Now, I know there's probably a lot of mums listening to this and I'm obviously a mother myself and there's always that guilt of putting yourself first. And, you know, you're probably listening to these routines and you just think, oh, I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to get up earlier and journal or go for a walk and do these things. And you feel guilty. And I get that. I truly, truly get that. As soon as you have babies, they obviously come first. But the thing is, too, we always hear you can't pour from an empty cup. But I know firsthand once I really honed in on my routines and, you know, my phone boundaries and things like that. I was such a better mum, such a better mum. I had so much more patience with them. I was more fun because you just got to remember, like for me, especially I felt for years of my life until recently, I was with my family, but I wasn't truly present. Like how many times do you guys feel that you're hanging out with your kids and your partner and you're you're there, but you're not really there? And it's because your brain's thinking about all these other things. The amazing thing about this is once you start doing routines and looking after yourself, you will start being more present because you're dealing with your mental health. I always say this, but you don't want to get to be 80 years old and be like, I was on autopilot my whole life. I wasn't actually present with my family. I wasn't present with my friends. I wasn't present with myself, with what's going on in the world around me. And then when I started being a bit more conscious about my screen time and just like my own mental health and routines that can help me, I remember going for a walk and I started noticing like the trees and I know it sounds lame, but I started noticing things like, yeah, the trees and the birds and like actually being present. And I'm like, wow, the world's pretty beautiful, you know? And that's the biggest problem is we're always either on our phones or in our own heads and we never actually look up to our own lives. You don't look up and just experience your world and your life because we're so stuck in our own heads. And this is why I'm just so passionate about, you know, routines and rituals and all those things, because I can't even imagine how many people out there are just living their lives in autopilot and they never have the awareness and they don't realize they're doing it. And it's really sad. Even the fact, I'm getting real deep now, but the fact that we are even born is literally a miracle. It's actually a miracle. And to go through life just not taking in our surroundings and our loved ones because we're so caught up in our heads and our worries, our mental health is up shit creek because we're not giving ourselves the time. Like that's an injustice, not only to you, but to everyone around you. So when you're feeling guilty about putting yourself first, I want you to think of that. And if that's not motivation, I don't know what is. (laughs) So let's move on to a little plan. Because you girl, Steph, here, as I said, I've been a bit all over the place and I've got some steps for myself, but also for you on how you can step up your routine. And firstly, what I want you to do before I get into this, I want you to have a quick think about your current routines and what's serving you, what's not serving you, whether that is things you're eating or drinking, maybe you're not moving your body. Just think about things that don't make you feel good that you just do every day because it's so ingrained in your brain. Now, the first thing I'm going to do, because I haven't been, you know, keeping up with my routines and we're going to do this together. We're going to do this as a group and make sure you tag me and like message me because I really want to see you guys changing up your routines and just feeling like the best version of yourself. Now, remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. So even if you can just focus on one part of your routine during the day, I don't want you to overwhelm yourself. This is never what this is about. This is you just doing step by step. (laughs) 
Now, I want you to ask yourself, is my current routine working for me or against me? Is it making my mental health feel good or shit? Now, I want you to pinpoint the parts of your routine that you feel that are negative to your mental health, whether that's, you know, scrolling on Instagram too much, maybe eating noodle books for breakfast, just anything that you feel that is not making you feel great. Now, once you've done that and you've actually highlighted the parts of your routine that you feel that are not serving you, now we're going to get into the five steps on how you can step up your routine. Now, the first one is scheduling in time for yourself. And again, I've just spoken about feeling guilty and things like that. Just remember you're doing yourself and everyone you love a disservice because you can't show up as your best self and you can't be fully present in their company. So when I say scheduling in time for yourself, I don't mean having an hour every single, you probably definitely should have an hour every single day, but I know that's a little bit overwhelming to start with. So for me, it's just pockets of time, pockets of time for myself. And, you know, I'm a mom, I've got businesses, I've got lots of things to do. So for me, my biggest thing is obviously getting up earlier than the kids so I can go out onto the balcony, write down whatever's on my mind. I like to set intentions for the day and just have that space for myself And I'm a much nicer human being when I do that. (laughs) And I've also really loved, so in the house we just moved out of, I had this little corner in our room and I had this little meditation cushion I got from Target, had a little side table and I had some affirmation cards. I had my journal and that was kind of like my little self-care space. And I really, really loved that. Now, the unit we're in now, obviously I don't have the space for that, but you can either set up yourself a self-care space or a caddy. Now, you know those little caddies, you can get them for pens and pencils or you can get it for even cutlery, but you can get quite bigger ones. And I want you to grab one and then fill it with things that make you feel good. It could be a room spray. It could be a candle. It could be your journal, which is definitely I would recommend having that. It could be crosswords, reading, anything like that. Doing those tasks I mentioned earlier about just doing things for fun. So you can either have that caddy in your little space or what you can do is when you're feeling like you need your self-care time, you grab your caddy and head to the couch and then you do your things there. Now, the next thing I do is I actually have a self-care menu. I know she sounds a bit fancy. In one of my notebooks, I've written down all the things that make me feel good and all the things that will help me get out of like a bad mood. Now, on my self-care menu, there's things like go for a walk, listen to a podcast, listen to music things like that. And the reason why I ask you to write down a self-care menu is when you are in a state of stress or anxiety, your brain goes primal. So you can't really think straight. Can you remember all the times you've been really stressed and someone's trying to talk to you and you actually can't even absorb what they're saying? And that's because your brain has gone into its flight or fight response and it's very primal. So it's hard for us to think straight. So you know, that's why a lot of the times when people are having bad days and like myself in the past, I've turned to alcohol because it's the easiest thing and it numbs me out. But obviously it's not necessarily the best thing. So what you do is when you're having one of those moments, you grab out your self-care menu and you choose something on that menu that's going to make you feel better. And then you don't have to think. You've already got the list in front of you and your primal brain can just follow the menu. It honestly is life-changing. Now, I know I've gone through a lot of tips. We've gotten, you know, scheduling time for yourself, set up a self-care space or caddy, and we've also got your self-care menu. Now we're going to talk about movement, and this is very important. And exercise and movement has been life-changing for me, and I don't just say that lightly. And if you guys heard about my other episode with my health and fitness journey, I was never a fit person, and it was something that I did hate at the start, but 
that's because I was going about for the wrong reasons. You know, I would exercise to look a certain way. But then when I started realizing how good it made me feel for the whole day and how much more energy it gave me, I just loved how those exercise endorphins would make me feel. And it made such a difference day to day. Like I would 100% know with my mental state if I had exercised that day or not. And Ryan would even be able to tell. He'd be like, can you go to the gym already? And I'm not saying you have to go to the gym and lift up weights. I'm not saying you have to go do a spin class. I'm saying doing things as simple as getting out outside in the sunlight and going for a walk. You know, our world has become so accustomed to being comfortable and that's not necessarily the best thing for us long term, especially as we age and our health. So getting outside and moving your body, and I mean every single day, just think about all the times you've done a workout and before you do it, you procrastinate. You're like, oh, do I have to do this? I don't want to do this. I want to go to Macca's. I want to go get a cheeseburger. And then you do the thing and you exercise. And then afterwards you feel so good and you feel so empowered. And the more you do that, you know, the more you're just going to be building up your self-trust. Now, moving on to my final step, and that is seeking support. Now, I know a few of you out there are probably going to be getting anxious just at the thought of, you know, seeking support about your current mental health state. I had a thought the other day, actually, you know, when you go out and you ask whether strangers or friends or family, like, how are you going? How many times do you say good when you're not feeling good? It's just the easiest answer. You're just like, I don't want to get into this. You just feel like you can't tell them how you're really going. Now, I'm not saying when a stranger comes up to you and they say how you're going, you tell them your whole life story. I'm not really telling you to do that, but let's just be a bit more honest with our friends and family or people that we trust. Obviously, go see professionals, but the chances are, I actually realized this when I had postnatal depression, you know, when people ask me how I was, I'd always say good even friends and family, because I didn't want to let them know how much I was struggling because then I thought they would think that I'm not grateful for having a child, even though I wanted her so badly and I did. But I was really struggling and I felt like I had to just not tell anyone and it got really bad. I remember opening up to a mother I met at mother's group. I remember going there and I was just crying. I was having a really rough time. And I told her, like, I've got personal depression. Like, I'm just so anxious all the time. I hope you're not judging me. And then she opened up to me and she started crying, saying, like, I literally feel the exact same way and I have not told anyone else. How mind-blowing is that? And that would happen to so many people with so many different things, like postnatal depression or not, people who are struggling with anxiety, struggling with depression, struggling with just anything. But we don't tell anyone because we don't want to be judged, yet the people next to you could possibly be going through the exact same thing alone. Isn't that insane? Like, we don't have to be like this. And I feel like we have come so, so far. You'll be so surprised when you start to open up to people what you learn from them as well. And I'm not saying everyone's going to understand, absolutely not, but you need to just feel okay with being vulnerable with other people. If I never instigated that conversation, she never would have opened up to me either. And then we both would have continued to go on suffering alone when we could have had each other that whole time, that whole time. We could have been each other's rock. You know what I mean? Because we get each other and it happens so, so much. So that is my final point is seek support because chances are they'll be feeling the same way as well. You don't have to be alone in this. So yes, I hope this episode has helped you just really reflect on your current routines and why it's so important. And I hope there was a few light bulb moments because I know for me, even looking into these studies, I've always known it helps me personally. But when I see the science behind it, I'm like, that's why our brain likes to do that. (laughs) 
So please, yes, sit down, reflect on your routines, do those five steps I said, scheduling in time for yourself, set up your self-care space or caddy, your self-care menu, move your body and seek support because it is so bloody important. Anyways, guys, I hoped you enjoyed today's episode. Please always DM me if you have any questions or if you've also just been like stepping up your routines because I just love, love to see it. The response I get from you guys every week just, just honestly fills my heart. So thank you so much again and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode of Stepping Up. I don't want this to be just another podcast you listen to, get inspiration and then you don't take action. If there's been something in this episode that will help you step up into the best version of yourself, open up your notes app or your trusty planner and make a plan. And if you love listening to today's episode, please take a screenshot and show me where you're listening from. I absolutely love seeing it. Make sure you tag Stepping Up and Just Another Mummy Blog and make sure you subscribe because you won't want to miss what's coming up next week.